Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Taylor Yera Show. We are here and we are live. It is the, what is it, the 22nd, I believe, uh, of January. It is a Sunday. Uh, how's it uh, How's it going, everybody? Seems like a minute since I've uh, been on this fucking thing. Um, yeah, I think the last, yeah, I was in Chattanooga last uh episode back in the old chatay um yeah i just uh got back late last night i guess early this morning around 2 45 uh from hanover pennsylvania i mean just a real what a tourist trap you know um it, it was uh it was a lot of fun i was out there i was featuring for a good buddy of mine adam mueller and uh we were at the Church of Satire. It's a relatively new club, a couple years old, uh, run by a great gang of folks out there. Um, you know, small uh, small room, you know, probably seats 40, 45 people max, maybe. Um, and it's, it's a great, I guess, a great place if you want to start uh, headlining, um, you know, or just doing that much time and you can't sell... Uh, a ton of tickets. Um, it'll probably end up being one of the first places I headline. Uh, hope to. Hope to be back doing that. Anyway, it was a fun time. Uh, we we stayed at a, at a Super 8 motel. I mean, just the tippy top of accommodation. You know what I mean? You walk in and uh, just a big old crew of characters in the in the lobby there watching like Indiana Jones drinking like a uh, orange Fanta or something like that. I mean, uh, just just a great gang of folks, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's always funny. Like, because I've worked in I've worked the front desk at a at a nice hotel, and so I I imagine that the the system you know and the processes of all how you do shit is relatively the same it's the same process for wherever you go um so the only thing that changes is just how they treat you and how they talk to you and and um sort of the just general professionalism that that goes about uh you know their job and what they choose to wear and there's no you know the the super 8 motel they don't have a uniform that exists uh which i kind of like by the way i don't like when i go into a place and everybody has the same uniform i like when i can tell who works there that that is good you know maybe like a name tag or something i'm fine with a name tag or or even if it's just like a you know a t-shirt that everybody wears but don't make people do the whole like the suit and tie or or just even just wearing a tie a button down they work front desk at a hotel. You know, they're not running a hedge fund. Can we relax here? Um, super nice lady at the Super 8 Motel. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just a crew of characters. We were going up the steps uh, to our room, and uh, we passed by this guy. And I guess, you know, it was a, kind of a tight quarters, and so we were passing by. And Adam's like, oh, sorry, man. And the guy just whispered, don't be. Uh, and Adam didn't hear it, only I did, and it made me so uncomfortable, because I don't know what that means. If you walk by somebody, if you walk by somebody, you're like, oh, sorry, man, it bummed in you, and he goes, don't be, don't be sorry. 
<laughs> what does that mean? Don't. It wasn't like because don't be sorry. It's like hey, it's not a big deal. It's totally fine. But but then you whisper it and it gets weirder. Yeah. Don't be. And also, it was kind of like maybe a little maybe a smidge sexual. Sorry, man. Don't be. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, we must have said that twenty times throughout the trip. Yeah. Don't be. Oh, sorry about that. Don't be. Don't be sorry. I'm gonna start doing that to people. You know, like sorry, I gotta get by. Don't be. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. I don't know why. Um. Yeah, we're in like a we like a you know. Couple queen beds in the uh, in the room, and I thought, you know, it's like I'm not really a fearful person. Like, oh, someone's gonna, you know, the maids are gonna steal, or someone's gonna break into our room. Adam, complete opposite. It, literally everywhere he went, uh, everywhere we went, he took his backpack with him and inside. When we left to go to the diner, he took his backpack. He brought his backpack into the diner. Didn't leave it in the car. And he's got a lot of expensive shit in there. I get it. Camera equipment, yada, yada. But it was just, it's just funny to me that like, that he's like this, it would be my luck that out of the packed parking lot, somebody would choose my car to break into and they would choose my backpack to steal. Even though my backpack, it I think it looked like there would probably be more valuables in there for whatever reason. Um yeah, it's just fun. so it's like we were the you know we ate we ate at a diner every single meal that we <laughs> every single meal. I mean, we were only there for two days, but that's still funny to just be like diner again because number one, it's it's close by, it's convenient. The food was actually not bad, and it was so fucking cheap, dude. You could get a West. I mean, if you live in a normal part of the country, it probably isn't crazy to you, but like you could get a Western omelet. For like seven, eight bucks, something like that's insane. In New York, it would be double that, a hundred percent. Maybe not all diners, you know. You might get away with like a ten dollar, but like I, if you go anywhere in Midtown, like you know, heart of Manhattan, and you go to these fucking diners, you like you think, oh, we'll go to a diner and get a cheap thing. No, dude, it's a fucking expensive ass thing. And then you start to really evaluate. The food at a if you're playing if you're paying sixteen dollars for a fucking Western omelet, it better be the best goddamn Western. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still eggs. You could get fucking well, maybe not now. You can't get, you know, two dozen eggs. I don't know what's going on with eggs, folks, but it's pissing me the fuck off. That's it's a main staple of my diet. And there's a there's somebody's hoarding the eggs. I don't know. Somebody told me there's like a chicken flu or some bullshit. Figure it out, okay? I get the chickens are sick. But we can't be paying eight dollars for a carton of eggs. All right. Well, I mean, what year is it? Let's let's uh, come on. Um. But yeah, we ate every and and you know what? I also ate three. I ate three Western omelets. I ate first time, second time, third time. Ordered a Western every single time because it was good. And I always order like I always order breakfast when I go to a diner anyway. And. So that's like normal to me, but I've I've never I've never gone to a diner three meals in a row before. So I was kind of thrown for a loop. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how to order anything else. You know, what am I gonna get? The salmon royale? 
That was like the special that they had running two days in a row was the Salmon Royale. I don't know if that's a regular dish, if there's other Royales. I don't know if a ro- like Royale meat like is a is a preparation or it's just it's just fucking it's the Royale. Let me get the Salmon Royale. <laughs> I can't imagine ordering that with a straight face. But I get that I mean d- dude, every single meal we had at this diner packed packed in the diner. I mean, parking lot, packed, just filled to the brim with old folks. And just, and, and you know, and just kind of a lot of, lot of fat folks and just faces with, with not a lot. It doesn't seem like there's a lot going on. And I'm not, like, this is not a, a, uh, a critique. I'm not shitting on them. It's just, uh, it's just fascinating. I think it's just a, a slower uh, way of life and a slower, like, just pace in general. And um, you know, but they're probably not fucking anxious like every New Yorker is. You know, they're not looking in. Their eyes are darting everywhere. I mean, we probably were spotted as city folks pretty quick. I mean, Adam's bringing his fucking backpack into a diner booth. I think we stood out a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was a lot of like old you know, old couples who like aren't talking during their meals, that kind of thing, which I guess just happens to everybody at a certain point. You just said everything. <laughs> there's a there's a guy uh I used to do open mics with. I I think he's quit comedy since then. Mike Calcagno, he had this great bit about uh just eating with his girlfriend who he's been dating for so many years and you know, like you sit down you start eating and then he's like we just have nothing to say to each other he's like turns out we're all caught up (laughs) i just always love that line like the only turns out we're all caught up (laughs) the only sound that you hear is just forks hitting the plate and that's that's what this uh this was last time we ate there there was was like this kind of older couple probably in their you know 50s like late 50s probably maybe early 60s and uh they're both you know very overweight and i don't know why that kind of just adds just adds to the 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 overall stillness you know there's this large mass not moving at all and just kind of just uh just kind of sitting there and standing there like the way that the way that like a a buffalo this is a bad comparison i don't mean to compare them to the size of a buffalo but you know maybe if you put them together but you know just like a buffalo can just stand there and just kind of stare off you know and and that's what these that's what i had a better vantage point of the lady but that's what uh that's what she reminded me of just like a buffalo just kind of sitting there and then she had this like um I mean, it, it was just essentially it was just a piece of a cake. I don't know if it was a, a cornbread or something, but it was just a, a big yellow cakey looking thing. And every once in a while, she would just like without moving her eyes, she would just take a piece. She would take the corn cake or whatever, and just she would bite into it, and like a good amount of crumbs would fall onto her chest, and then she would put it back down, chew it, and they just wouldn't they wouldn't say anything, and then. Uh, <laughs> It's been so funny to me. At one point, the guy, he gets up, you know, fat couple next to us, 
The guy gets up to go to the bathroom, and then he comes back and he sits back down in the chair. And you kind of you just hear like this loud pop, like from the chair that he sat in. And uh, and the woman just looks at him, and then looks at the chair, and then looks at him, and they don't still don't say anything to each other. She just kind of like, what's going on with that chair? Like, she couldn't put it together. Like, oh, maybe he broke the fucking chair by the way he's, you know, this is an old diner. But it, it's just the commitment to, like, um, I I don't need to say it. But it was, yeah, like, they were to Buffalo. I mean, they didn't speak. They just grunted and ate and looked at each other and kind of had expressions. And, uh... It was fascinating. I mean, after a certain point, it was like 12 minutes. I was just staring at this lady. Um, you know, I had, like I felt bad. Certain Adam was like, you know, telling telling a story or something. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm I'm half listening right now because I'm just I'm fascinated by these, uh, you know, two two you know beasts in the wild. Essentially, I don't mean to say that because because they're fat, but like that's how that's the aura that they gave off. They gave not like a beast, like a dirty animal, like a, like a majestic animal, like a, a a majestic animal that's roaming uh, this free land of ours and and just grazing. That's what I would describe it as. They were grazing over their food. They were surveying that we were tucked in the back of the restaurant, the diner, and and they were surveying the rest of the diner. And just every once in a while would eat, uh, you know, just take a bite of the coffee cake. Like, that's how, you know, these calm, big animals, that's how they eat. You know, a cow or something, they just, they, they take a bite and then they calmly, calmly chew the food. They're not rushing. There's no rushed fucking, you know, eating macaroni on the subway and just shoveling it into my face. They don't eat like that. And they don't eat like that out in Hanover, Pennsylvania. It's all slow, baby. There's no rush. That should be the, on their crest. Hanover, Pennsylvania. There's no rush. Huh? Where you, what do you got to get to? What are you going down to the, the Church of Satire to watch, a, to watch a comedy show? I don't think so. Okay? Um, yeah, but it was, it was just... Uh, it was interesting to watch. I should have maybe ordered something else because, I, dude, I still... I have not taken a decent shit in like three days, at least. Like, and I feel uh, heavy, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, I and I normally don't get you know vacay constipation, um, and I was eating. You know, I eat pretty much eggs and shit every day anyway. I just had some, um, but yeah, just have not taken a decent bowel movement and i've just been fucking just an iv drip of coffee right into my veins i've been chugging it uh trying to get do you know if because i know coffee's a natural diuretic but is it the caffeine that makes you sh- you know shit because after i had two coffees and then i got a third one i was like i can't if i have a third coffee my heart is gonna stop and so i got a decaf but i don't know if it has the same uh, uh diuretic effect if you will um you know, call in if you know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was. It's still bad. What I was gonna say, it was bad. It, it's still not. Uh, it's not great. Um, so anyway, the shows uh, were great. They were a lot of fun. Friday show, a little light. 
you know, there's probably like 10 people there, um, which wasn't so bad for me. And I only had to do like 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Adam had to do an hour, which uh, I could imagine is very tough to a small crowd. They were great, great crowd. Um, it's interesting, like when you build uh, a, or you st- you know open a comedy club in a place where there's is no there's really no entertainment around for like forty miles. They're not used to going to entertainment, so they don't know how to act uh, at a comedy show. They don't know like what you are not and you know are are not supposed to do um and so like you know you, you the guy was uh who runs it he was telling me like when we first opened we had to like kind of coach or like you had to sort of teach the audience how to behave because you would like ask a question somewhat rhetorical and they'll just answer it you know like like oh yeah you guys, i was uh playing baseball you guys play a uh, club we play baseball yeah yeah we play baseball we love to watch baseball too. We were down there at the uh, the the Camden Yard. Like they'll just start answering the fucking question, which is not what you're supposed to. It's a rhetorical uh, performance. Um, so that that was fun. And they, there's still a little bit of that. Um, like the host. First of all, the way the host introduced me was he, he did it both nights. It's hysterical. Like he he said, "All right, this next guy is a very funny dude." Said that both nights. Very funny, dude. He's all the way from New York City, so show some respect. <laughs> I don't know why that's so... It's such a bizarre way to bring somebody up on stage. This guy's all the way from New York City, so show some respect. <laughs> like like they were gonna... not Like they were gonna disrespect me the moment I got on stage because I'm from... New York, and so I didn't want to like make fun of him, but I just I cheekily when I went on first thing I went to set when I went on stage I'm like yeah that's right show some respect to me because I'm from New York City you sh- hey you show some goddamn respect like it's a place that you should you know garner any respect from anybody you know if anything we should respect them when they come to fucking to New York. You know, because they're the ones who grow our food and and do all the middle America shit that nobody in the city would ever dare to do. You know, they all wear Carhartt. Ironically, these people wear it legit. Um, but then, no, they were a nice. They were a nice crowd. But I went out and I was like, "That's right, I'm from New York." So sh-. and I was like, I would cut off immediately. He's like, "What part?" Some guy in the back. Oh, what part? And so now we're just in an awkward conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. You from there? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, good talk. He's like, oh, I've, I've, I've been there. I'm like, oh, do, like do, for work? Do you work there or something? He's like, no. No, I just like it. I was like, all right, man, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going now. <laughs> I'm gonna keep, uh, keep on keeping on. And there was a little bit of that, you know, throughout the, the set. Which is, you know, which is fine. Sometimes those early, like, the, not early, but the light shows, they just want to be talked to. That's just, you know, you, and you kind of have to because it's it's awkward. When you're doing a show for, like, 100 people, it's a, it's an audience, it's a crowd. But when you have 10 people scattered throughout a room, you're just talking to these people, you know? And so you kind of have to do your material t- to them. You can't kind of just... uh which is kind of how I like to do stand up. Like I think that's I like it to be as conversational as possible. 
but sometimes when the audience is so small, it seems so conversational that they feel like they got to respond, uh, which you don't. PSA, you don't have to respond unless I ask you to respond. Uh, show some goddamn respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was fun. And then the second show, dude, holy shit. It was like a homecoming show for me. Uh, like I said, it place only seats, you know, 40, whatever people, it was probably like 35, maybe 40 people at the show. There was legit like 15 people from Maryland that came to see me. It was insane. It was like my mom, her work friend who always wants me to talk to her when I come home. Your mom shows me all your comedy videos. <laughs> She's a really nice lady. I just like making fun of that accent. Um, yeah, two of them, my aunt and uncle, two of my cousins, one of their uh, boyfriends, my buddy Phil, Ian, and John, uh, and then Ian's boyfriend, and then um, and then my dude, my fucking high school theater teacher, drama teachers came to the show. Insane. Legit, I don't think I've seen them since, you know, I've probably I probably saw one of them maybe a couple years after high school when I was home. I just swung by to say hi, you know. Uh, and they look exactly the same. I feel like I've I've you know aged ten, fifteen, twenty. Who know uh, how many years? I look very different. They don't. Um, but yeah, man, it was just I was just blown away that uh, that they made the trip. And it's not like an insane. It's like you know. 30 mile an hour and a half something like that i don't know but um yeah it was it felt very nice it felt like it was my show which i don't actually like doing that like i don't i don't love those shows when there's a lot of people in the audience who know me especially half the fucking audience knows me and is there for me because uh, then it gets a you know you you get brought up on stage and they're wooing really hard and then you know you try some new joke out and it just fucking crushes and it just feels a little make a wishy you know um, but it was fun and everybody was was uh, nice and I was very uh, happy that they all came out um, so it was a good it was a good night and then we made the fucking trek back uh, after the show. Uh, got home at like, yeah, like I said, 2.30, 2.45, uh, got woken up by the dog, had to walk the dog, and then here we fucking are, folks, we're back to it, um, back on the fucking grind, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know what I have going on this weekend, uh, if you're in the city, we don't know Yarbar show, uh, this week, um, but I have some shows later in the week. I have one on Thursday at some Cami Modern Kitchen and Bar at 8 o'clock in New York, if you want to come to that. And then I'm in on Friday. I'm doing two shows in Jersey City at Dorian's. Um, so if you want to come to that, the next Yard Bar Comedy Show is going to be on the 1st uh, of February. Lineup has not dropped yet, but we're going to fucking do that. Um, yeah, and then that's, I'm pretty much in this city until a little bit later in February. I'm going to Minneapolis with my buddy Peter. Um, so look out for that stuff. Um, where are we at here, folks? 
Eh, we cut it a little. I might cut this one a little close, you know. Your boy's a little tired, you know. They didn't get too much. That's not true. I got a shit ton of sleep. I got like nine hours. I woke up like fucking, you know, woke up an hour and a half ago. Um, so, yeah. Uh, look out for that stuff. Come on out to a show. Like, share, subscribe, all that shit. Um, uh, I know I've been, I was kicking around the idea of maybe doing a separate pod. Somebody that might be uh, in the works... Possibly, I'm, I'm entertaining the idea. Uh, a pod with my good buddy Teddy B, who I also run Yarbar with. Um, so we're we're you know this might uh, this might transition into something else. You know, it might become a different thing. We'll see. Um, but more more on that to come. So hope you had a good week. Have a good week, folks. Thanks for listening to my uh, tales of the traveling of the road uh, and doing shows and stuff. Um, yeah. A lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care, man.